This is the Better Wealth Podcast with Caleb Williams. Hey guys, I want to thank you so much for listening to this show. I've been amazed by the feedback that I've gotten. Um, and we've really heard from some really great people. We've heard kind of the Cashflow Ninja story of how he started the podcast and got his philosophy about money. We got to hear from Patrick Donahoe in his book, Heads I Win, Tails You Lose. We got to hear from Kim Butler, one of my mentors, who um, talked about the seven principles of prosperity. We got to hear from the father of the infinite banking concept, Nelson Nash. And the last episode of Russ Morgan, just another guy that I've learned from just understanding why, why it's so important that we break away from the traditional mind. Mindset. Now, this episode is going to be a little bit different from the other episodes. I got to sit down with a dear friend of mine, Elliot Neff. Now, I met Elliot through a publishing house that I'm going to use for my second book. And Elliot is this incredibly passionate person as it relates to life and his business. And But he wrote a book about chess. Now, I don't know about you, but I was never really interested in chess and I wasn't really that good at chess. And so even before I met him, to be completely frank, I kind of judged his message and I was like, there's no way I'm going to read this book. But then like five minutes within talking to him, I realized that this man had a special message that needed, like needed to get out to the world um, because he was passionate about chess, not just because he liked the game of chess, but as you'll hear in the interview, I now am a believer that chess can start changing the way that we think about our life. And he, they're using it in schools all over the country, teaching life skills through the game of chess. And when I sat down with Elliot, it was just really, really evident that he's going to literally change the world and he's going to do it one move at a time, no pun intended. <laughs> but he did, he wrote a best selling book. It's called The Pawn's Journey. You definitely want to check it out. If you're a parent, definitely buy it for your kids. But even as an entrepreneur, as someone that wants to be in, in investment, being a well, investing in wealth and investing yourself has so much more to do than just money. We talk about that, um, but I actually wanted to, you know, share Elliot's message because I think as entrepreneurs, as investors, as high achievers, um, we're going to gain a lot from it. The biggest thing that I took away from our um, conversation was the idea of there's no such thing as losing there's learning so my encouragement to you is as you listen to the the interview take one thing take one thing that can improve your life from my interview with Elliot um, and apply it to your life without further ado here's Elliot Neff Elliot, welcome to the show. Thank you, Caleb. It's a pleasure to be on with you. You know, one of the first kind of reactions that I had when I'm like, okay, we're going to have you on the show is like, my listeners are very much entrepreneurs, investors, people that want to um, take back control over their money, over their life. And initially, ta a book talking about chess and your background, like it's, it was like, how does this relate? And the more I started talking to you, the more we became friends reading your book, I, relate, I realized that your message, your story has everything to do with you know, helping my listeners better themselves. So why don't you introduce yourself to uh, my audience and kind of give a little bit of background on who you are? Thank you, Caleb. Happy to. So my name is Elliot Neff, and I am a national master in chess, was high school state champion in Washington State. And really more, I would say I'm an entrepreneur since a pretty young age. 
starting a company when I was 12 years old with my older brother. And together we sold chess products at tournaments because we wanted to make some money to fund our own chess studies. That led to buying a company at age 14, moving it from Kansas City to Northwest Washington State, launching it online with my younger brother who runs it today. I left that company about 15 years ago to launch Chess for Life, where we teach life skills through the game of chess to kids with a dream and a goal of achieving a million kids per week developing these critical life skills through the game. So you see, it's basically the strategies that allowed me to become a national master in chess on the board. I've discovered truly were the same strategies that allowed me to move forward with a company now with 55 and staff and growing mm. and a giant vision to reach not just North America, but the world and the kids who most need what we're doing. So, so Elliot, you, we, we obviously met because we're, we're working with one of the, the same publisher. You, we, I remember like getting captivated kind of by your story. And, and like you said, the goal is a million, teaching a million kids a week, uh, life principles through chess. Uh, why don't you kind of explain a little bit of an overview about your book? I've had the pleasure of reading it. I love it. And, um, but for the listener, why don't you give kind of the overview of, writing the book because you wrote it in such a way that's more very much like a story bringing people along um, kind of the main character, April. Absolutely, Caleb. You know, the idea behind the book, and I'm not really a, a writer by natural ability. People would ask me over the years, chess for life, that's cool. What do you mean by life skills through the game of chess? And my response every time I realized over the years was telling them stories of kids whose lives are transformed, like the kid named Oliver, who for two and a half years, he had this unique ability and record of managing to lose every single game. No matter how far ahead he was, he always lost hmm. until the turning moment when he went to a tournament and he managed to not lose. <laughs> he managed to get a draw. And what he did in that moment is it suddenly changed his mindset. You see, he had all the knowledge, but he did not have the belief. He had a can't-do attitude where if you believe that, you're absolutely right. Whereas he needed the can-do attitude where if you believe you can, most likely you can. And in the book, I tell this story and how the very next week after getting just one game where he didn't lose, he ended up winning three out of five and qualifying for the state championships. So those are the kind of stories that over the years I would find myself saying, and eventually I just wove these into a fictitious character named April, whose story is really represents the 10,000 plus students I've worked with over these years and how powerful the mindsets of success are, not just on the chessboard, but more in every decision you make in life, whether it's in school, in business, in relationships, wherever it is. So, so Elliot, in your, you have a company, Chess for Life, and what you guys do, you, you guys have very, a very unique mission. Why don't you explain uh, to my audience like, what your company does and then what you do as a, as a chess master and, and then you have, uh, you, you told me, I, one of the things that kind of stood out to me when, when we met was you're like, every kid can learn how to play chess in under an hour. Is that, <laughs> is that what you said? Yes. The short answer is yes. If they're three years old, it takes a little bit longer. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> every kid of natural ability, five years and up to age 75 and up can learn chess in under 30 minutes. Wow. And it's taught the right way. And the unique ability at Chess for Life is we understand how to learn complex games such as chess in a very simple way that builds confidence and the, makes it fun and engaging. So at Chess for Life, that's really what we focus on is empowering others 
in order to deliver these benefits. So you see, five years ago, when the vision of a million kids a week came, we said, what's the number one challenge to accomplishing a goal like that? And we said, well, it's finding chess players who are actually good with students. You know, there are many chess players who are talented and sometimes don't know how they got there and who have trouble explaining or working with children. Mm -hmm. We said, what if you could take those who care about kids already, who are educators at heart, who may know nothing about the game, and let's empower them to bring these life skills to kids. That's what we set out to do. That's what we tested, piloted, launched, and it's now across the country, rapidly growing mm -hmm. as we empower teachers in schools, districts, and private entities to bring these benefits from as early as preschool programs and the Head Start communities to high schools, middle schools, and in between. So that's really what we do in terms of delivering the life skills. So you're, you're not only teaching kids, but more importantly, you're teaching other teachers who might not have a background in chess, how to actually teach others and, and then use your curriculum to teach life skills along the way. Absolutely. Whether in person or webinar, we will sometimes train in person over a hundred teachers in one session. And our training sessions only take a, a few hours to get teachers from nothing to the confidence level they need to feel that they actually can do this. Even when they come in knowing nothing. One of my favorite quotes from one of the teachers who came in was going, I arrived scared <laughs> and I left confident that I could literally do this. And so those are the kind of things that just give me joy as I love to empower others to reach these kids. So, so Elliot, I want to role play with you. So I'm, I'm five years old. Okay. I'm, I'm walking into class, have no context <laughs> of chess and, and let's just say very timid. Talk to me about your approach on how you use the game of chess to break through and not only teach me the game, but I walk away with some valuable life lessons. What are those life lessons and what's kind of your approach? Absolutely. One of the foundational life skills that we teach, so foundational, we print it on all the chess boards, is that we teach the concept that in chess and in life, you can win the game, you can tie, neither side wins, or what else is the option? Well, most people say lose. We say you can learn. You see, there's win, draw, or learn. That mindset is important. Mm. What is the distinction? Because you've still lost the chess game. The distinction is that instead of a loss, which you may run away from in the pain of it, you embrace it and learn from it. So imagine you as a five-year-old coming in a little bit intimidated about this game that perhaps some of your classmates already play. But what happens is you get an activity which uses just one of the pieces mm -hmm. and you play this fun activity, such as getting the pawn to the other side of the chessboard and you work with your partner to do it. Now you get set up to do a race, but we set it up in such a way that one side's definitely supposed to win and the other side is supposed to lose with best play, but their objective is to do their best and try to hang in there. Even in the activities we give students, they are learning that, Yes, this side should win with best play. This side won't. But you do your best to hang in as long as you can. And if you're on the winning side, you do try to convert the advantage. So everything is already a mindset of learn. And then once you finish the game, you switch sides. So you play it from both sides. And so it builds it into the very activity. You see, we don't spend lecturing. We don't lecture to kids about, oh, you got to build this mindset. No, we use the activity to build it. And then when a kid comes out and we say, how did you do? And he goes, I lost. We go, wait, wait, how did you do? And he goes, oh yeah, that's right. I learned. Mm -hmm. Then comes the next key question. Great. You got it. Now, what did you learn? What are you going to do better next time to learn from that experience? 
And so we find that that kind of a mindset results in kids building the emotional resilience, that emotional intelligence, the EQ on top of the IQ so that when they're in other situations, they may be playing a race with someone else and they lose. Instead of getting angry and upset, they go, I'm learning. And that builds the foundation that allows them to really unlock the rest of the success mindsets. So you're, you're building a foundation and it so easily could be tied to entrepreneurship. I mean, you look at most entrepreneurs, I, I might go out to say every entrepreneur that has done something of, you know, massive success has had some kind of failure. And if they just, you know, took this idea of like, I lost and then gave up, we wouldn't have some of the most amazing companies and um, inventions out there, but they learned. Um, Many call this kind of having a growth mindset, but you're using the game of chess to build that foundation. And that's, that's so valuable, whether you're 75 years old or three years old. Absolutely. Absolutely. In entrepreneurship, you have to be willing to take risks, yet you want to do, take wise risks, calculated risks. In a chess game, I don't know if you knew this, but in the first three moves, you know how many possibilities there are in a game? I have no idea. There's over 9 million possible positions and just four moves in for each side. That number grows to 280 billion. Wow. So in a chess game, you're never going to win the game by memorization. Every move, you're going to have unknown factors. Every move, the position changes. And every move, you must make a decision. Same as an entrepreneur. You never have all the knowledge you need. You have to develop principles and mindsets and then make those decisions and take calculated risk. Hmm. At the same time, it's important to understand how to think. So, for example, we teach you first get the basics of chess and then you learn to evaluate positions and go, what is a good goal here based upon my position and my strengths? And only after that do you backtrack to go and what steps are going to get me there? Oh, Same thing in a business, right? What advantage do you have? What competitive advantage do you have? What can you do better than anybody else in the world? Now, based upon that, where do you want to be? Visualize, imagine that dream and then determine the plan of action to get there. So you can see by building these skills early on with students, they still apply fully to business and to life. Oh, for sure. Yet kids, we're not talking to them in technical terms and boring terms. We're talking to them in fun games. Right, right. And and you're pretty much saying like, you know, you can't go back once you, <laughs> once you uh, believe it or not, once you let your hand off the, the piece, you're done. Uh, but you can look at your situation and make the best of it. And, and wow, that's, Elliot, that's, that's, that's awesome um, that you, it's so much built on this growth mentality and, and telling kids that they're, whatever they're gifted at or wherever they're really good at and how they can best capitalize on it. Exactly. And you know, that triggers a thought here. One of the other additional elements we like to share is that every chess piece moves differently than the others, right? There are six different types of pieces. Each one has its unique ability, its own gifting. Hmm. And the, the knight, for example, is the only piece that jumps over other pieces. The bishop is stays on its own color. The rook goes very far, both colors up and down, side to side. The queen combines the power of the bishop and the rook. The king moves one square and so on. You see, each piece is different. Each one has its own unique characteristic. And the pawn, the smallest, it moves only straight forward. I love the pawn. And by the way, it's why I termed the, the book A Pawn's Journey that's coming out here. Why? Because the pawn never goes backwards. To your point, when you make a move, you can't take it back in life. You can only learn from it. There's only forward. But what matters more is what's in front of you than what's behind you. 
what's coming, not the past. And the pawn is the smallest piece. Yet what happens with the pawn when it reaches the last rank in a chess game? It transforms into a piece of its of its of your choice, a knight, bishop, rook, or queen. You see, the little one can become the big one. What matters is your dream in front of you, not who you are today, but who you are becoming. And so that mindset of can-do attitude and growth is crucial. And you know, to add on to that, think about those differences. In a chess game, if you play with your most powerful piece, the queen, and you try to win the game, but that's all you use. An opponent using their other pieces, you see, pieces are different. They have those unique abilities. They work better together. One of our core life skills, when you use those differences together. Same thing in life. We try to help kids. We believe this in our business, in all of our relationships. We are different, and let's celebrate that difference because different is good. If we were all pawns, what could we do? If we were all knights, what could we do? We need these differences, but working better together with this allows you to accomplish far more than doing it alone. On your team, you know, Caleb or any other entrepreneur out there, you're going to have differences that are going right. to really kind of irritate you at times. Learn to celebrate those. Hmm. By finding the unique abilities of each person and putting them together, one plus one many times equals five. Mm-hmm. And so that message of celebrate difference, work better together in the process, and being different makes nobody worse than another Mm -hmm. is a huge aspect of the mindset we're trying to build with these kids at an early age. Imagine where they will go when they grow up and start their businesses or work in communities together. Even even pushing self-worth, like like just because just because you're different than someone else doesn't mean that you're less valuable. And I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what, I what a great concept to teach a five-year-old, but if you're 50, you need to hear that too. (laughs) Elliot, how did you get, how did you bridge the gap? I mean, you've always kind of been into chess, it seems, um, because one of your first businesses was kind of in the chess industry. What got you passionate about like helping kids through life skills? And like, how did you go down that route? Great question, Caleb. Thank you. I was eight years old when I played my first chess tournament. That's what really gave me my first real deep interest in chess. I didn't even know all the rules, but I had a fun time. I definitely did some learning in that tournament. And I started studying chess and just loving the game and coached others in high school, coached other students part-time for years, never imagining that this was really a life purpose. 16 years ago, I was going to quit the game of chess in order to go back to university because I was thinking about social impact and what I could do to really make a key difference. And parents came to me, all of them saying the same thing in different words, going, thanks for teaching chess. Our kids are doing well. They're doing well in state championships, different things. But here's what we really value. Our kids are learning to focus. Their grades are getting better. They're learning to think ahead about the consequences for choices. And you know what? They're even being nicer. (laughs) Thanks for being a mentor and a role model. And those conversations, I think, is what led to the light bulb 16 years ago, where it suddenly clicked. Wait, I'm already in my vehicle by which to make life impact. And that was the birth of Chess for Life. The moment that occurred, I quit everything else part-time that I I quit everything else I was doing, went full-time into chess coaching, and it grew. Since then, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we're 55 staff plus and growing and really a a real heart for impact. So best piece of advice that you would give yourself knowing what you know now about running the business side, um, because you guys are out out in Seattle and um, you guys work with, you have clients all over the country that are, many of them are schools um, or institutions. Knowing what you know now about business, 
and I know we've talked a lot about this throughout throughout our friendship. What what would you be telling the the yourself sixteen years ago? <laughs> that is an awesome question, Caleb. <laughs> You're good at asking tough questions. <laughs> I think when I look back at it, it would be to apply what I've discovered and really fleshed out over these years about those unique abilities. You see, back then, if I did things that were rather irritating to myself, I wasn't really great at, I didn't like to do. And because I didn't like doing it, there was a time I had the mindset that therefore, out of respect and care for all the other people I started working with, there's no way I would dump this upon someone else. What I hadn't really taken to heart, even when I first started doing this, was that they're a different piece that has a unique ability that loves to move the way I don't. So if I would give away the things that I don't do well because it's not part of me hmm. to someone who does those very well, it will energize you and your team so much more that you'll accomplish far more than you otherwise could. And now today I have this habit of every quarter saying things that energize me, what can I do more of? And things that are irritating activities or I'm just not good at and never really will be, how can I give those to people who love doing them? One of the things that you and I have talked a lot about is, is Dan Sullivan's concept of, you know, 10x growth. And he talks a lot about this, you, your unique ability. What is, what is your unique ability? <laughs> Thank you. And I'm glad you mentioned Dan at, uh, Stra at Strategic Coach. Really, it's been an alignment of principles I've learned there that have really allowed Chess for Life to grow as it has. And really that concept of irritating versus energizing activities came from Strategic Coach. I'll give him a shout out <laughs> to that. And uh, my unique ability, as I've discovered over time, is I can take complex situations like in a chess game, a complex concept like chess, and break it down into the clarity of what really matters for the next move. You see that decision-making of understanding the picture, thinking about the vision of where you need to go, and then therefore what is most crucial now to get there is something that I honed in chess and became a national master doing. And now I believe that has really spilled over into how I think about business. Doesn't mean I don't make mistakes. I make blunders all the time. Mm -hmm. But like we said earlier, a blunder or a mistake is a win, draw, or learning opportunity. And so being able to figure out what the key move is and, and reduced, reduce complexity into simplicity, I think is, the, is how I try to summarize that. You know, I think this actually, you know, leads in well to kind of like kind of the end of the book. It's, it's very chilling. <laughs> um, this, this character, April, um, <laughs> she, she gets to the, you know, the end. Why don't you talk about kind of the, what, what a April's epiphany in the chess club, realizing that it's not all about chess. I remember when I'm reading it, as I'm talking to you, I'm, I'm realizing that as a entrepreneur as a high performer, as, as someone that wants to achieve a lot, sometimes it's so we get so focused on what we're doing that we're missing the big picture or we're, we're missing our why. Why don't you explain how you, how you write about this? Um, because I think if, if nothing else, I mean, you, you shared so many great things, Elliot, but if nothing else, I think this speaks so much to whether you're in, in school and, and, you know, just starting or whether you're, you're retiring or wherever you are in your life. I, I know there's, I know it's super, super practical and it made me start thinking about why I'm doing what I'm doing. Thank you. I, I do think that the, really that 
key moment, shall we say, in April's life is that realization of how what she has been learning that is allowing to her to move towards one of her dreams, going from this can't do mindset to this can do mindset, and then building the skill to achieve it, when she recognizes that that is part of a bigger future. It's not just about this one idea she's had. It's not about this one thing that has been a failure in her life that she's addressing, but it's a factor that how she thinks is far more than what she does. So that I think is the the, the key point, and I'll, I'll, I'll leave you to en- enjoy if you haven't seen it before, how that unfolds and, and is unpacked. But that's really, to me, the key and really why we say life skills through chess. It's not about chess. Chess is a vehicle. I was leaving it. Mm-hmm. What matters is success mindsets. And when we have these elements of respect for others, we develop focus through training and discipline, use healthy habits to build the really that EQ as well as the IQ. Imagine the future. It's up to you. Elliot, thank you so much for sharing some of your intellectual property, sharing some of your passion as it relates to chess. I'm still curious. Well, you'll have to take <laughs> me up on this. I want you to teach me chess in 30 minutes. I might not be a master, but I I desperately want to learn because I (laughs) I feel like it would would help me out a little bit. Um, One of the things that I love to end uh, my my podcast interviews with is what I call the legacy question. And it kind of goes like this. You have one more hour, you know, left on this earth and and you are with the people that you love the most. You can't pass on any, any money or wealth, but you can pass on um, values or what's most important. What would you be sharing with the people that you love the most? Once again, you're, you're asking questions that are absolutely amazing and, and very thought provoking. And I have thought at various times. So when my life is over, what is it that will allow me to look back without regret? Mm-hmm. Certainly, there will have been mistakes and all kinds of things, and maybe there will be things I regret. But the point is, what would it be that would, in my view, allow me to look back that way? And to me, it's that investment of my time well spent to leave a legacy of these kinds of mindsets, of the thinking that says, it's not about today. What matters is long term. It's not about this move. It matters what happens afterwards. It's not about me. It's about we. So therefore, think about that in your life. Where do you want to be when you are 20, 30, 40, 50, 100, 120? What will you have wanted to achieve when you're done? And in fact, Mm -hmm. what comes after death? Mm -hmm. Those are the questions that they're deep, but they're important to address. Because just like in a chess game, there's only one way forward. You don't take moves back. And life is unlike chess in that you only get one life. So it's worth playing it well. I 100% agree. Thank you. I I can tell that you've thought through that because one thing that I've I've just really admire about you, Elliot, is you're living out your passion. You're you're doing exactly like another question I love asking people is, okay, money's not a problem. You have all the money in the world what would you be doing? And you would be doing exactly what you're doing. And it's really evident. Uh, that's what, uh, you know, drew me into like, just wanting to learn from you, be your friend. Um, how can I help? How can my audience help you and get involved in this book that's going to be coming out? Uh, how can they connect with you and, and get the book? 
Thank you, Caleb. And I will say that our heart is to help people everywhere. And because of that, this book, we're donating portion of it to the Robert Katende Initiative. This came out of the slums of Uganda where a girl goes to chess club and, and because there's food. And this led to a Disney movie called The Queen of Katwe. We've supported them since before the movie and a portion of this supports that. There's over 4,000 kids in that slum now learning some of these life principles and mindsets through the game of chess. We've donated our tools there. We support them. Part of this book launch includes a charitable campaign whereby people can literally not only purchase the book, but donate a book or, do, or support a classroom or a club or even a whole school of a Title I low-income school or a Boys and Girls Club. And that's all part of this book launch, which we're super excited about to bring these success mindsets to kids all over you know, working with preschoolers and such, there's, there's many ways to support, but we really hope to share this message and go, our future needs more kids like this who, you know, imagine that a million kids a week and beyond who go, we are better together. I'm not better than you. I'm different, but that makes us even better as we work on these big goals in the future, not these short-term, short-term thinking that we see so rampant. That's great, Elliot. And they can get the book on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, um, many other places. I will include the links um, right in the show notes. And um, Elliot, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show, sharing your knowledge, your passion. Um, In fact, chess not only relates a lot in the schools, but business, investing, people that literally want to live better lives. Um, Thank you for sharing. I appreciate you and hope you have a very successful book launch. Thank you, Caleb. Really appreciate that. And you're right. ElliotNeff.com is my website where we're posting all of this. And yes, audiobook is self-narrated. Did it myself. Ebook, a physical book, anyway, anywhere books are sold, you can, you can find us. So thank you, Caleb, for taking the time today. It's been a pleasure joining your show. Best wishes to you. It's been an honor really getting to know you as well and your, what you are doing to impact lives. Uh, not just focus on dollars. Elliot, you killed it, man. (laughs) I don't know. I just, you know, you ask great questions and I speak from my heart. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to my interview with Elliot. Um, Go buy his book, A Pawn's Journey on Amazon. And if you like it, give him a five-star review and share his message. Because as you could have heard through our conversation, he's a lot of people that he can impact through his book and through his message. You will not want to miss next week. I had the opportunity to sit down with one of my mentors, Todd Lankford. Now, Todd doesn't do a ton of interviews. This guy was is the founder of Truth Concepts. I feel like I got a master's in money from him and I definitely would not have been able to write my book without um, the knowledge that I've learned from him. So it was really good. We talked about different money myths and talked a little bit about why he started the software and uh, you'll you'll understand why I'm able to do what I'm able to do. It's because I learned from people like him. Have an amazing rest of your week. Until next time, see ya. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. Make sure you press subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or your favorite podcast player.